0: go to Stephen Leahy, IRS guy. He knows everything. He's not an IRS guy. I shouldn't say that. Stephen, I didn't mean to disparage you. You're a tax guy. You know a lot about the IRS. <laughs> exactly. I don't
1: know, John. Can I take it? To, uh I better not. To. Yeah, yeah. I, for- I have the answer to
0: your question. <laughs> oh, don't. No. You guests don't get to win. WGNtaxman.com. <laughs> I is wanted
1: that t-shirt, John. Uh, yeah, well, I
0: can get you one, Stephen. Don't worry. You thanks. get an in. Uh, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it i'm happy to do it i'm so happy to be on your show you know i love the show i appreciate you saying that 312-981-7200 if you have any tax questions or issues and we're starting to get some texts for them but let's start with the article you sent me because when you send me something i want to talk about it and this is about an atlanta tax preparer sentenced to prison
1: yes and i there's a couple of reasons why i like to talk about this first um First, whenever someone contacts you got a friend or a family member who says, I got a tax guy. He does my tax. He gets me the biggest refund. You've got to use him." And, uh, and people, you start getting all your friends and family, and you, you go to this guy, and he gets everybody a huge refund. And usually what he's doing is he's he's in, inventing businesses that you don't have. Whoa. And, they're, and he's putting things in your tax return that aren't true. And so
0: like, so like he's inventing, like you own a business that you don't really own and you're starting to take deductions on that business that you don't really own, but exactly. uh, And they may not catch you, but if if everyone's starting to do that, that's no good. Well,
1: they don't, it takes us some years to to catch you, right? It's, it goes through this, you know, when you file, you're going to get the money. And that's why people say, Hey, they sent the IRS sent me the the money. It must be legit. And that's why they start telling their friends and family, you got to go to this guy, it's it's terrific. The guys and most people don't really study their tax returns. You know, I, I like to study tax returns, right. but most people don't, right? So most people aren't looking. And if if I pointed out to them, hey, look, uh, the IRS will say to you, hey, what are these Schedule C deductions? First, they don't know what a Schedule C is. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, those aren't. I don't know anything about those. They're like, well, you put those on your ta- on your tax return, and that's what got you this big refund. And you sign tax returns under penalty of perjury. Right, so, so if you didn't inspect it, you're still liable for it. You're still responsible for it. I was just going to
0: ask, because this is an Atlanta tax preparer. He's going to spend more than a year in prison for defrauding the IRS using fake tax returns for clients. Uh, this <laughs> is uh, in DeKalb County. They don't call it DeKalb like we do. They leave out the L. I think I said that right. People in Georgia, let me know if I said that county right. Um, But they say between 2015-2018, this guy filed fraudulent tax returns for clients with falsified information connected to IRA, tuition deductions, capital losses, and more. So he was basically inventing information and then exactly that but okay then what happens to the filer themselves because like you're saying they signed it is it not prison time but maybe they're going to have to owe the irs for this fraudulent uh, information
1: well the answer is you're going to pay back that money yeah you're, you know you're not they're not going to let you keep that money and i've had clients who were who were then brought in as witnesses against their tax preparer uh, you know and the IRS will contact you and say, "Hey, tell us what happened," and because they go after the tax preparer, so mostly the tax uh, the the tax uh, payer not going to be brought up on charges. You know, because again, most people aren't really intent; they don't intend to defraud. They think that this guy's doing the right job for them, right? But one of the, another reason why I wanted to bring this up is that this is why if you're running a business, you should not have your your business. Uh, deductions on your personal tax return because this is the area that people use to defraud the IRS and so you're much more likely to get a an audit if you even if it's legit because they don't know it's legit.
0: Okay and so, so you're then you much then i know but, people that do this and i'm going to admit something steven and you're going you're going to whack me upside the head next time you talk with me but i have a legit you know side business that i do with you mm-hmm. know voicing over and stuff like that mm-hmm. and contracted work and it falls under a company name etc i know other people that do the same thing but then i when mm-hmm. i file my taxes i just you know i enter it all in this separate mm-hmm. section but it's all part of my personal Tax returns, and you're telling me that well, it may be accurate, and the information I'm giving is truthful. That exposes me maybe to something that I haven't thought of.
1: Exactly, and I, and that's why I, you know, the LLC is the limited liability companies, and a lot of people will choose these as a entity to form a company because then they could put it on the personal tax return. But it's really a it's really a red flag, and I I recommend. Never to put your your uh, business expenses on your personal tax return. Return much better to uh, if you have an LLC, you can still do what they call a subchapter S group, uh, and then start doing a separate tax return for those. I gotta tell you, I've had people who were audited, had legitimate businesses, I thought legitimate deductions, and the audit d- denied them because they saw all these." You know, these aren't legitimate deductions. And then you're fighting about what is and is not a legitimate deduction. And if they would have been on their own, te- on a business tax return, there would have been no questions asked.
0: Is Do you have to have an LLC to do that? Or can you do that as an individual that just happens to have business expenses? Or do you have to have no, some? No, f- you have to have
1: an entity, separate entity, right? So you, an LLC works or a corporation, and you can do a sub. These are called what they call flow through. Uh, companies right where the 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 corporation or the business has a separate tax return and then whatever the profit is it flows to you as income so the company really doesn't pay taxes you as the owner pays taxes on the company's profit.
0: And people should really look into that stuff for business because not only is it maybe not as much of a red flag for the IRS, but there are actually some really legitimate deductions you can take as a business owner that uh, people miss out on, I think.
1: I I 100% agree with you, John. And it's it's because, I always tell people, have you ever seen the size of the IRS code? There's something in there that you don't know, right? Right. And, and, And you can use it if you do, you know. But, again, it's much better to have it on a separate tax return, and that way you can use these deductions. And another thing, treat your company like a company, right? It's separate than you. Treat it, treat it as a business. Too many, too few people do that. They treat it as a hobby. And if you treat it as a hobby, the IRS will too, and that's, that's a problem because you won't get a lot of deductions because you treat it as a hobby and not a business.
0: Right, because I've even heard from people talking about how, like, If you are self-employed and you have a business and you can, like, give yourself a pension and there's tax deductions with that. And people are like, what? And it's even better than an IRA in terms of how much you can can save away. Yes. So this is what we call tax planning, right? There's a difference between
1: tax planning and tax preparation. So a lot of people have a, a CPA or a tax preparer, and you, at the end of the year, you give them all your information, and they just kind of recompile it and put it on your tax forms and send it in. And they say, well, you know, m- think about this. Did your C- CPA ever said, hey, maybe if we did this, we could save you money, or if you could do this, or maybe you should put money in an IRA, or maybe you should do this? This is called tax planning, and that's a different thing. Than tax preparation, and that's we help people do that, too.
0: Okay, WGNtaxman.com. I got a a question on the text line, and, uh, Stephen, you usually know these off the top of your head, but I know you've been running around today, so I actually looked up the answer for you, too, to help you out. Uh, But 2022, people are wondering, will you be able to do the simple charitable deduction, which was $600 last year for a married couple, if you take the standard deduction? And, uh, yeah, I think the answer is yes. It looks like it's actually going up next year.
1: It, they it is going up next year you know but that that is something like um I have tax preparers that work for me, and they're really great at all these deductions. I don't always re- t- recall these at the time. Right, of
0: my head. <laughs> that's why I was giving you the benefit of the doubt Steve, because well, I, I didn't prepare you for that. It's actually going up <laughs> to four hundred dollars for single filers and eight hundred dollars for married couples compared to the twenty twenty one amount. Again, that's for people taking the standard mm-hmm. deduction because that was one of the things the Fed was worried about after the Trump tax plan was passed. Exactly, and they doubled essentially the standard deduction. They were worried that no one would make charitable deductions because. That was a big incentive, so they still want to incentivize it. That's why they still have that in there, right?
1: It is. And and also, you know, every time when they try to eliminate something because they try to make the tax code simpler, everybody complains. And they go right back to what it was. (laughs)
0: 312-981-7200 if you have any questions. I got one for you. And other people do, too, because I saw an article about this. I just moved. I was selling some stuff through these online marketplaces, little things of furniture, and I, I'm so dumb on this, Stephen. Is every single dollar I make, even if I just sold something for like fifty bucks, is that taxable income? The answer is no,
1: but you're going to have a problem in that. And we talked a lot about this, John, with this uh, the 1099 K thing that's coming out with these with these cash apps and PayPal, right? That you may not owe taxes, right? If I pay, if I buy something for a hundred and I sell it for fifty, I've lost money. Oh, but true. I haven't gained any money? So, but how can I prove I bought it for $100? Right. I don't
0: right. have those receipts. And
1: that's where the problem is going to come in.
0: Right. So, I mean, obviously, I, I can't imagine they're going to, I don't want to say they can't find out like I'm trying to hide something. The odds of them asking me about this are pretty slim. But I guess if there's an audit, then they're going to look at everything. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, of course, now what will happen is if you're using in cash up or something, you'll get a 1099K and you'll have to explain it
0: i got another dumb question here for you. Actually, why don't we save this next dumb question for after the news? We're getting some phone calls, too. 312-981-7200. If you got questions for Stephen Leahy, you can reach him at wgntaxman.com, and there you can find his phone number as well. Stephen, where do you want people to call you at?
1: 312 664 Six six four nine. Happy to call you. Remember, Marianne called me uh, last time I was on your show, and we're uh, we're answering her questions. Oh, good.
0: Oh, good. 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 I'm glad she yeah. reached out because she had a couple of them. Okay, Stephen, yes. putting you on hold. We'll get to my dumb questions and your smart questions, listeners. After the news here on WGN, right now it's Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. John Hanson here, Stephen Leahy there on the phone line. Stephen got a couple questions for you. Ready to go? Let's go. Seven hundred eight wants to know regarding slot machine casino gambling losses. What records am I required to maintain? Does the IRS accept casinos' records, and how do your clients fare in audits and appeals for gambling losses? Well, these are all good questions.
1: In that, in here in Illinois, they do accept the records of your uh, if you're one of, if you're a regular gambler, you probably have a club. And they keep records of all that. And uh, oh, here's like what a I club card,
0: to, like a club card, exactly.
1: And so here's what I want people to know. And I was kind of surprised about this uh, when I learned about. Uh, I had a client that was that went to casinos a lot in Illinois. You can't deduct your losses from your winnings in order to determine how much your taxes are.
0: Oh, you right. mean like if you win a big amount, but you lost X, Y, Z, you would yes. subtract the total and go, well, this is how much I actually made. You can't do that. That's right. That's right. For Illinois so state had, ta- income tax or for that's, federal? That's, no, for
1: Illinois state income tax, right? Interesting. It's so 5%. I had someone, let's say they did $200,000 in, and in, they won, but they lost two hundred and fifty. <laughs> you pay taxes on the two hundred. Whoa. So,
0: yes. For in the state of Illinois. No.
1: Wow. Yes. Different than the than the federal government on the in the federal government, that I no can up my loss.
0: S- that makes no sense. <laughs> That's what I thought.
1: Usually, <laughs> when it doesn't make any sense, it's like, wait a minute, this isn't right. And then, of course, it turns out it is right. That's what happens here in Illinois. Okay, and but so you have,
0: to, yeah. So the question about audits and appeals, I assume it's it's it all comes down to what it always does, right? The record keeping. Exactly. It's
1: always about record keeping, and they're very and they are very uh, picky about about gambling. Um, I, I, know a lot of times people want to then say, well, I'm a professional gambler, very difficult to be a professional gambler for the IRS, right? They're, they have high scrutiny on this, um, because they don't want you to deduct all that stuff.
0: Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Keep your records and do your club cards. And I imagine it's maybe even more difficult at slot machines and bars, right? They're everywhere. Now you don't get a bar card for some of those yeah, things. How, how can you prove it? It's, it goes down the proof. You know, so you've made a lot of money. You hit with the, with the,
1: and anybody who plays a lot, right? They win sometimes. Yeah, And, and so if you're only really going to pay taxes when you win and you can't deduct what you lose and let, just be honest, right. Most people lose in the, in, in the long, run. In the long yeah. run, right. You know, and so, and so you're not really making money, but you, if you don't keep good records, and as you said, if I'm in a tavern and I'm playing this, I mean, wow. What kind of records am I going to take? Right. I I lost $500,
0: how are you going to prove that? So, difficult. I got a dumb question then. I got a couple of them. So, I, I made like $110 at a bar in Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. Uh, is that taxable income, that $110? Absolutely. Every, yeah, absolutely so, yeah. so, okay. So, and, and then that leads to my next question. Let's say someone gets a gig or something and they work for $200, $300. It doesn't reach the threshold that's 600 where you're going to get a 1099, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Any income you get is taxable.
1: Exactly, the Sixteenth Amendment:
0: all income from whatever source
1: derived is taxable income. And so, just because you don't get a ten ninety nine K or a ten ninety nine or what they call the W two G, whatever it is, just because you don't get one doesn't mean you don't pay taxes on that. And just because if you're taking, if you're a babysitter and you're making money, and and you, I used to take them on my uh, cash App but now I won't because they're going to send me a ten ninety nine K. Doesn't mean I don't have to pay taxes on it.
0: Yeah, I think the more I talk with you on this show, the more likely I'm about to get audited. I promise, I'm I'm paying it all. Ignore my dumb questions; these are just hypotheticals. Uh,
1: IRS. I always tell the, I always tell my clients to talk to me in hypotheticals. Right, right. Never tell me anything.
0: And a reminder to the IRS: This is John Williams here on WGN <laughs> Radio on Saturday afternoon, or John Landecker, one of the other Johns, is talking right now. Uh, let's go to Bill. Bill, you're on WGN. How you doing, Bill?
1: Good. See, my question is: I owned a condo in Wisconsin. My sister lived there. And she passed on.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. So I
1: sold the condo this year, and I want to gift the gift, you know, the money to her daughter. Mm-hmm. So the question is: How do I
0: report this to the IRS? Interesting, because you want to do it the right well, way. What do you think, Stephen?
1: Well, again, you're going to have a capital gain probably, and I don't know, you know, what you bought it for, what it sold for, whatever. Um, you know, you might have a capital gain if you got the property after she passed, and maybe there's not a prop, uh, capital gain because you take whenever someone passes and leaves you property, you you take it at the value, the market value at the time of their death. Um, that's another thing that they're trying to change. And I think this is a very important one.
0: Um, Wait, let me make sure I understand that. So it's not the value of when you sell it; it's the value of was when when the when the when the passing occurred.
1: Correct. And so you know, I have a mother, and she owned a, she has this property. She's owned it for fifty years, right? She paid twenty five thousand for it. Now it's worth you know three hundred thousand. If she sold it while she's alive, she's going to pay you know that's capital gains. Uh, from the twenty-five thousand, but when if she passes, it then gives me the property. Now I take it at a value of three hundred and twenty-five thousand. So I don't pay. any. If I sold it right away, I wouldn't pay any capital gains tax on that. that uh, I be, see. Now, now go back to the gift. You can gift money, and it's it's actually the gift that you can give to people is fairly fairly large. You know, I think it's thirteen thousand per person, but I if it's a family member, it could go up. I think it's a million or something. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it's very high. And that and and the person that you give the money to, they don't it's not their tax obligation. The one who gifts it, it's your tax obligation.
0: Okay. So if they get so it, do, they, do it. they have they they have to report that as a gift, but it yes. may not it's it may be sheltered from income tax. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. So should the person Bill who gets should, the gift doesn't pay taxes on it. Should Bill like write like, a letter and get it notarized or something? Like what's the best way to like record keep that? Well he could you know he could he could uh, well as we always talk about records
1: records records right keep all your records and but you could gift money if I have money in a in a bank account and I give it to my niece or I give it to my son I could gift money to them
0: and and then report it yes okay Bill I hope that answered the question for you
1: okay so just uh, there's forms evidently that I'll have to fill out and uh, send them into the IRS.
0: Well, I don't think you have to gift. send it in the gift no, no, receiver. No, no. Yes, he does. Okay, I'll stop. The gift giver has to file.
1: Okay. The gift receiver, does, they don't have any tax obligation. But it's a gift. Okay.
0: Tax, the gift tax. Okay. It's
1: a, it's a gift tax form, then. Okay.
0: That's correct. That's right. correct.
1: Yeah, Thank very helpful. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well, you're assuming Stephen got do it, do it right. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks Bill thanks for thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. That I get right.
0: No no you're you're great. wgntaxman.com. We can go ahead and put Bill on hold there. Aridian. um by the way someone texted this in, and I do say this a lot. I often preface questions by saying this is a dumb question and i know i've been taught by my teachers and everyone in the world that you don't there's no dumb questions of course there's not dumb questions i guess i just feel dumb saying them and i say that sometimes to try and prompt other people that hey this is a space for any question out there so don't feel like any questions dumb mm-hmm. Um, but this person in all caps said, please don't say that. I probably will cause it's in my vernacular, but I don't mean it like that. I just mean it like I feel a little silly asking this. Um, or it but, sounds, sometimes it sounds like an obvious question, but obvious questions most people, you know, they don't know. Right. You know? I'm just so used to saying I got a dumb question. It's just in the, what I, the phrase I use. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. Steve. Can you take it a little longer for us? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's let's uh, let's put Stephen on hold. We're going to take a break. If you got any other tax questions, 312-981-7200. We're going to do our best to answer all of them. Got a couple other questions for Stephen, too. After this, let's get legal powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. Stephen Leahy on the line, WGNtaxman.com. 312-664-6649 is how you reach him. You need some comments, and there's always confusion about this gift tax limits. So, uh, Stephen, I know that you would recommend people calling you, and you can follow up mm-hmm. with your people. But people are like, oh, no, after $15,000 or $16,000, you have to pay tax. No, from everything that I read and what I've talked to from yourself and other people, that's when you have to start dealing with the IRS. But there is Mm -hmm. a lifetime exemption, and it's pretty high of Mm -hmm. what you can gift. So even if you gave someone $200,000 to a family member, that's over the gift exclusion. You'll have to report it to the IRS, but you won't immediately have to pay tax on that gift. Instead, the IRS deducts that $200,000 from your lifetime exemption gift tax exemption so exactly
1: and and what people do is then you give it to a married couple they get one and the other one gets the other so they both have
0: a lifetime exemption right uh 630 wanted to know i installed a new water heater it qualifies for a $300 tax credit what is that is that a turbo tax question how do i make sure that i get it that's interesting because we have many things out there whether it's solar panels or evs where you get like tax rebates or you get rebates on yeah. things how, how does one go about getting those? Is it just filling well, out the right form? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's, and it's in your tax returns, right? There's a place in there to take the to claim these credits. Uh, you know, the this new Inflation Reduction Act had a lot of this. You know, for solar panels and all of the electric cars. It's in the it's in your file. I mean, it, it, there is a form for it in your you uh, know that was. The 1040 is like one page now or two pages, and then there's all the schedule. Schedule A, I think it goes through H, I, something like that now. And and so there's a schedule that you schedule these that you schedule these um, credits.
0: Okay, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Hey, does the IRS uh, text anyone, Stephen? The answer is no. Uh, and when someone tells you that they
1: are, I used to tell people they never called, but sometimes they'll call now. But they never text you. And I've heard that there's this scam going out there. There's always IRS scams. Why? Because people are afraid of the IRS. Yes. So, so if I'm a scammer, I'm going to use the person that everybody's afraid of.
0: I don't want any problems. I'm just going to pay them, right? Right, right. That's why some people use Stephen A. Leahy as a as a scam. Hey, I'm Stephen calling you. And, and everyone's scared of <laughs> everyone's scared of that fedora. So no one wants to mess with it. Um, I also, uh, there's an interesting, so yes, if you ever get texted, it's not the IRS. Do not fall for it. Don't respond. I always just, when, everyone, when I get like a weird text that has a link to click on, number one, never click on it. And number two, <laughs> You just you, what you can do is you can block that contact from your mm-hmm. phone, and they use a bunch of different numbers. So I do it repeatedly, but sometimes I get it from mm-hmm. the same number, or someone keeps calling and it's a scam. Just block the number on your phone, and then they'll stop bothering you, or they just won't ever get through. IRS stills looking at crypto, even though crypto's really crashed this year. It's mm-hmm. still something the IRS is trying to get their hands around, isn't it?
1: It is and you know it's it's this um we talked a lot on the show they used to do what they call the ten ninety nine K and a ten and I have a lot of clients who had this problem because they would get a ten ninety nine K and a ten ninety nine K simply reports all the money that goes through an account. Right. And uh now they're changing to a ten ninety nine B, which is a more like a broker so it'll show you what your profit was. Uh it may or may not be accurate though, but it does make it a little bit better. And so that's like we just were talking about these cash apps. The, ten, the those are gonna be ten ninety nine K. So say I did some sales like you're doing John. You sell you, you sell some stuff over the um, over eBay or whatever, right? You get money through the cash app. Maybe you return some, right? But mm-hmm. that's not gonna be on the ten ninety nine K. So if I say I sold something for six hundred dollars, somebody returned it to me, I gave them the six hundred dollars back and then I sold it again for six hundred dollars. I'll get a ten ninety nine k for twelve hundred.
0: Ah, I see. Okay, but then I'll
1: have to show the IRS. Well, yes, I got this six hundred, but that's not taxable because I paid seven hundred for that. And this one, this one, I'm saying is going to be much more difficult this next year for people, uh, just because of the reporting. These what they call information returns, and that's this is the way the IRS is going. Right, they're they're trying to get more and more. Uh, information returns, so you don't, they don't have to rely on you to report it. Somebody else is reporting it on you, and then they'll ask you to explain it.
0: Here's a good question from the six zero: Does the IRS audit people making under 100K? And this is where you might say they didn't before, but now they have a lot more in their in ability mm-hmm. no, they to do this. yeah. Yes, well, because it's it,
1: it, yeah, it's part of it, right? That's right. part. Of, you know, you're, you, they do pick people by random, so you, there's there's nothing you can do your that put yourself a hundred percent from ne- never being audited because they can audit anybody for you know. Again, they they do it randomly, um, but again, we've already talked about some ideas to keep things off so you don't get audited. Don't put those red flags on your return, so then your re- your chances reduce very much. But yes, yeah. they will, and really. I think the numbers are higher for people making less than seventy thousand. Why? Earned income tax credits. This is this is when you don't pay any taxes, and the and the government gives you money. Right. right? So there's a lot of fraud in that in right. that uh, area.
0: Ready? Let's lock uh, Stephen on in because I want to ask uh, Jean or let Jean get on the line here. Jean, you got a question for Stephen? Yes, my husband died passed away recently. Oh, I'm and, sorry, Jean. Uh, Thank you. I have to contact the IRS because I understand that I can collect his social security, but I have to give mine up, and I don't know what to do. Stephen, any thoughts it on work? that? You know that
1: she's right about that. That you that you can collect the higher of the two, and and how that works. I'd be happy to, to talk. It's not my area of the law, okay. but I know a little bit about it.
0: Gene, uh, write down this phone number: three one two six. Wait, a minute. Wait okay. a minute. you're fine. 312- six, six, four.
1: Six
0: six four six six four nine. Okay. And Stephen and his team will make sure they help you out with those questions yeah. specifically. And if
1: I can't help you, I'll tell you who can.
0: Okay. Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you. He is wonderful. Thank you, Jean. And sorry again about the passing of your husband. Um, all right, Stephen Leahy, we are we're out of time, my friend. We got a short show today. We'll have to do it again soon. Okay. And well, get the get the answer of the day answered. Oh yes. I will. That's why I have to let you go, because I have to take a commercial <laughs> break and I gotta get this answer because everyone wants to know what were there over two hundred of in the US? There are over two hundred in the US, with at least one in each state except Alaska. And Steven texted me the right answer. Yes, Steven, you got it right. Will <laughs> will some listener get it right? Call right now to okay. find out. Thanks, Steven. Take care. Bye bye.